0: Every part of who I am. Your blood has been redeeming, Now I can worship with all my desire. With so open up your Bibles. Oh, that was weak. Let's do that right. Open up your Bibles. Romans chapter 12. I hope you have a pen, paper, or your good texter. To Take notes because we're going to go deep tonight. Amen. Right. I got a lot of word for you, a lot of scriptures for you. And uh, God is going to grow you. Amen. And so we're talking about the soul. The, the soul is your thoughts and your emotions. When you see someone that is very emotional all the time, it's people- the problem is not in their body. The problem is in their soul. You see, someone that's full of anger, or someone full of fear, or someone full of joy—all those things are things that are are coming from the soulless realm. And so, your thoughts and your emotions—and they're developed through your uh, experiences. So, if you had a good experience, immediately. It's all good when, when you hear about it or you go through something, but if you had a bad experience, instead of going forward, you take a step back and because your bad experience rises up. There's something going on in your soul realm, in your thoughts and emotions that does not allow you to cross that barrier. And it's, it's everything. It's, it's uh, whether uh, you're going to enter into marriage, workplace, even your taste, uh, the things you eat. When I grew up, I don't know how it happened, but I know one day I, I bit into something and I heard a crunch and that crunch seemed to go through my body. And, I, and from that day forward, I knew no more onions for me. <laughs> and if I ever bite into something and there's a raw onion there, I know, oh, no, no, I'm not eating for a week. I don't want it. <laughs> Because there's something that just, something about it. Now, onions are great, and people love onions. And, and I like onions that are really well cooked, you know, on taquitos. I like the taquitos more than the onions, but I like... But, but, and I don't have a problem with that, but the raw onions, no, nah, I'm not going to eat that, you know. And and that's just one thing, but but someone might have had an experience that was terrible. I, I know one person who... Um, one of her family members got in a terrible car accident and now she, she's not able to go long distances in the car. Because she's afraid that maybe what happened to her friend, her family member, might happen to her. There's a fear that's rooted inside of her. That's in the soulless realm. It didn't even happen to her, but now it's a part of her because there is an enemy that has sown that in her. There's a, a stronghold that needs to come down and it's a stronghold of fear. Or another person who, who, who got married and had a terrible marriage and got divorced and, and now they're afraid to, to allow God to bless them with another marriage because they are in fear that they can't make the marriage work. That's a problem with the soulless realm. There's a wound in that heart. There's a wound in their soul that the enemy has sown inside them. And so instead of them being someone that could say, thank you, Lord, you blessed me with a good thing. We're going to build our family together under the, under the counsel of God. They're a person that, are never allowed, that will never allow that area to happen because there's a problem in their soulless realm. And I want to tell you, some of you might be dealing with something like that right now. Some of you might have gone through an experience, you might have tried to start a business and it failed and now you don't want to do business again. Or you might have tried to to be a blessing in one area, but it failed and now you're afraid of stepping into that. Listen, God has not given us a spirit of fear. You should never limit yourself on what you can become because the moment you limit yourself, you put a wall. And instead of God, instead of allowing God to bless you in new land and new territory, even if you failed in the past, if if you ever put that wall, you're saying, God, you can't use me there. I tried that when, when, when I started preaching, my dad asked me to preach and I did everything that you're supposed to do to be a preacher. I came with all these notes. I was ready to preach. I was supposed to preach 45 minutes and I preached less than 10. I said, I'm never going to do that again. There was a problem with my soul. But then the Lord grabbed a hold of me and filled me with the Holy Spirit. And now I'm at Walmart and in the different stores. And I'm trying to tell someone about Jesus. I'm buying something and i am telling them about Jesus. I couldn't stop talking about Jesus. But it had to come out of me. It was a soulless problem. And that's your thoughts, your emotions, your, your feelings. There's some people that they're, they're, they're operating fear. Some people are operating in, in always concern. And and they can never see themselves doing or being something because there's an issue with their soul, amen. Tell your neighbor, no fear here, no fear here, amen. And so we're we're gonna. I want to deal with you. I want to speak to you about the soulless realm, and we're gonna grow, amen. I'm gonna give you a lot of scripture today, amen. Now, I I've been thinking about this thing. There was a question that was put to me, and I've been asking this question. Um, they, they asked this question. They said, what is the greatest decision that you made in your life? And if you had asked that, some of you would say, well, it was this, it was that. But really, I have two great decisions that I made in my life. There's only been two. Number one, I decided to give my life to the Lord. And number two, I decided to trust him the two greatest decisions every other decision I made were rooted in those decisions and if I ever made a decision outside of those decisions it's gonna fail but you could trust God the Bible says trust the Lord with all your heart lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path and so if you know that God's the one directing your path You surrender your life to God and you're trusting him and you're put to a position where you have to make a decision in your life. You could just trust God that he's going to give you the direction for your life and be at peace. Amen. And not be not be uh, over a burden with that. This with uh, thinking maybe I made the wrong decision. Maybe. No, no, no. I'm trusting God. Amen. I'm trusting God. The Lord said, this is my wife. The Lord said, this is what he's going to call me to do. I'm just trusting God and I'm stepping into the blessing. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're not going to let our soul realm take us out of what God has spoken over our life. Amen. Now go to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed By the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so our mind needs to be transformed into the mind of God, into the mind of Christ. Our mind is not allowed to stay the same. You cannot have the same mind that you did when you gave your life to Jesus. Your mind needs to change. When you gave your life to Jesus, your spirit man changed because your spirit man became the spirit of God. That's why when you die, you're you're going to heaven, because God is calling back what he has put in you. The spirit inside of you is going to raise you up. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of you. you. You're not separated from Christ. You are one with Christ through the spirit of God. But what is different between you and God is your soul, your thoughts and your emotions. If you keep thinking that you are just somebody from Rio Hondo, Texas or someone from Harlingen, Texas, and you think that this is the best that someone from that land could be, you will never become what God has called you to be. But if you can start changing your mind and thinking like God thinks, I am a son of God. I'm bought with the price of the blood of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit, the greater one is on the inside of me. If you can start thinking that way, you will never limit yourself on what you can become and what God can do through your life. You will step into a land where all things are possible. Because you know God is with you. How do you know God's with you? Because your, your spirit's inside of me. Right. Amen. And so we have to change our mind to not look at the situations that we're going through as we are by ourselves, But we need to start thinking, hey, God is with me through this thing. I might be in the storm, but yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. He's with you. You're not, you're not set up for failure. You're set up for victory. Okay. The thing is, the enemy can only see the, the flesh part of you. That's right. And he can only discern the words that are coming out of your mouth. And if your soulless realm is so full of fear and so full of you seeing yourself as earthly beings, That's right. he knows he has you. But when you're walking through the valley... And you're saying, "Thank you, Lord, you set me free." Amen. Thank you, Lord, we got victory. Thank you, Lord, I got a plan and purpose here. You're sending me like a special forces soldier to set this captive free in this land. I have the anointing upon my life that whatever I need, the anointing shall provide. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! The devil says, "Oh man, I should have took him out when I had the chance. I'm too late. He's scared of you." You're anointed. You're son of God. Your name is higher than his name. Your name is written in heaven. Amen. And you have the name that's above every name, the name of Jesus. And so we cannot be conformed to this world. We can't think like everybody else thinks in this world. We got to have our mind transformed. Your mind needs to change. It needs to be transformed. You need to start thinking differently. You need to start thinking according to the word of God, not by what you see or your experiences, because your experiences already tell you you're defeated. But the word of God says that you have victory in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. How many believe that you have victory in Jesus name? Amen. So you're not you're not weak. You're not defeated. You're more than a conqueror. Amen. I want you to say it like, a, like an army. I'm more than a conqueror. Say it two more times. I'm more than a conqueror. Amen. Amen. And so the soul, your thoughts and your emotions is a place of war. It's a place of war. But it's also a place of peace. It's at war when it has not... Receive the truth of the word of God and has not made the decision that the word of God is the truth so it's a war when you're going through a difficult time there's a battle that's taking place in your mind there's a warfare taking place the ways of this world or the ways of God which one's going to win and that's where the fight is that's where the battle is the battle's not out there. The battle's right here. Right. As a man thinks, so is he. Right. When I became a pastor and 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 we had service, it was awesome service, and then uh, the very next day, a woman from the church called me. She said, Pastor, my, my, my husband has a severe heart attack. And they don't give him any chance to live. And I... I went to the hospital and I went to God and, you know, at first I was thinking, am I supposed to get them ready for, for the death of their husband and their father and prepare them for death? But it didn't sound like God. You know, I knew this man just, just started knowing God. It didn't sound like I It didn't sound like God's best. It didn't sound like faith. It sounded like more, I was just accepting what I saw. Oh, no. And so I went to God because there was a battle going on in my mind because I, I believe in the great power and anointing of God. But before me, it looks like death. And so I went to God and I said, God, what do I have for these people? Am I supposed to go there and just get them, try to provide some sort of comfort as their father dies, husband dies? And the Lord says, you have my word. And as soon as he put that in my heart, I started remembering. The Bible says, oh, yes, the word says the believer will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And then I started checking myself. I'm a believer. I believe in this word. I believe that you sent came to set the captives free. I believe that there's power in the name of Jesus. And, and, and I got hands. I'm qualified for this. So I went into that hospital, just with my hands ready. I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm going to lay my hands on that person. And I went into that, that uh, ICU and, and he was by himself, full of medicines, looked like death already in some sort of coma. And I just put my hand on his chest and I said, in the name of Jesus, I speak a new heart into, inside this man. I speak life in the name of Jesus. And I walked out of there. I didn't have this overwhelming anointing feeling. I didn't have no spiritual emotions. I just had faith and I chose to believe the word of God. I walked out there the next day, the wife called me up. She said, pastor, you won't believe it. I said, try me. (laughs) She said, the doctors just came back. They examined my husband. They said his heart is as if it is brand new. There's no scar tissue, no tear. Everything is working perfectly. Amen. And I want to tell you, there's thousands upon thousands of miracles and testimonies waiting for you to receive. But you got to, re, you got to retrain your mind. Your mind needs to be changed. Your mind needs to be transformed. Amen. Say, my mind must be transformed into the mind of Christ. And so when you get the word of God. And you start meditating upon the word of God and you start accepting the word of God as truth for your life. Instead of your mind being at war with what it sees and in fear of what it sees, the thoughts of God for your situation and his declared word over your life brings peace. Everybody say peace. peace. When you're getting ready to do something and it costs so much and you have no finances, But the word of God says that your God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. You can look at the bill and say, peace be unto you. You can look at the need and say, it shall be supplied. The provisions on its way. We're going to accomplish the goals because it's the word of the Lord. Amen. Where everybody else is trying to figure out what pawn shop would take this thing and give me the most so that I could pay this one little bill. And God's saying, no, no, no. I'm going to release a a river of prosperity and increase and promotion and blessing upon your life. That's going to take you to a place of not just paying for your bills, but making you a blessing unto many nations. Peace. When doctors give you a bad report. And say, you're not going to make it. Your body's falling apart. You are sick. But then God's report never changes. And his report says, by his stripes, you are healed. It brings peace. Amen. And if there's war there, that means you've got to get the word of God and bring it closer to you so that the word of God can have the victory over the doubts of what you see. And so you could dwell in the land of peace. When they check your blood pressure, your blood pressure should be perfect. When they check your stress level, your stress level should be perfect. When you walk around, you should be walking around happy. All the time. In every season. Whether you got good news or bad news, you should be happy. Because your joy doesn't come from the things that happen in this world. The joy comes from the Lord. And it is your strength. And so you should not change just because the weather changed. Just because what you heard or saw changed. The word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Why should you walk in fear of not having enough when the word of God says that God shall supply? When the word of God says that, that, that he knows how to clothe you. He knows how to take care of you. Amen. It says that seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you your life. Amen. Amen? Amen. And so that's the land of peace. Your soul should be at rest. You should be able to go to sleep quickly and stay asleep as long as you want. Amen. You shouldn't be worried and and staying up all night. Oh man, how am I gonna take care of this? Oh man, how am I gonna do it? Don't you know that when you gave your life to Jesus Christ, he didn't give it back. You still belong to him. That's right. That's right. It's not your life, it's his life. And so whatever issues you go through, it's not your problems, it's his problem. I want to tell you, Jesus is is real comfortable staying at the bottom of the boat asleep while everybody else is freaking out. And if Jesus is relaxed in the middle of the storm, relax, chill out, dude, be at peace. You're not set up for defeat. You're set up for victory because the Bible says that the head of the serpent, you will put your foot and crush it. And so these battles that you're going through, these battles of faith, it's part of the victory walk to take you to a place where you not only you'll be declaring victory, but you'll be enforcing victory. Amen. And what God will do. For you, he'll begin to do through you. So before you can be a blessing to the nations, you've got to step into the land of blessing yourself. Before you can lay hands on the sick and see them recover, you have to be comfortable laying hands upon yourself and declaring healing over your own body. Amen. 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 You take that territory of faith so that you can give it. Freely you receive, freely you give. Amen. Can't give what you haven't received. Amen. Amen. Your faith should have evidence to it. Faith should not be just a theory, a thought, a a, a conversation. Faith should have works. It should have evidence. And if if you don't have evidence, it's it's just a theory. It's just a thought. It's just an argument. But your faith should have evidence. There should be something that happened because you walk by faith. Amen? And so you either have... Evidence of your faith, or you're getting ready to receive evidence of your faith, amen. Because you're walking by faith and not by sight, amen. Go to 2 Kings, hallelujah! My goodness, I preached and taught more than I wanted to teach and taught, teach on there, amen. 2 Kings chapter 6, I'm just gonna be begin to read to read 2 Kings chapter 6 beginning verse 1 and the sons of the prophets said to Elisha see now the place where we dwell with you is too small for us please let us go to the Jordan and let every man take a beam from there and let us make there a place where we may dwell so he answered go Then one said, please consent to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. Verse four. So he went with them. And when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. But as one was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water. And he cried out and said, alas, master, for it was borrowed. So the man of God said, where did it fall? And he showed him the place. So he cut up a stick and threw it in there and he made the iron float. Therefore, he said, pick it up for yourself. So he reached out his hand and took it. Now, they were building the house of God. This one servant had an ax, borrowed it from somebody and as he was cutting down the tree, the iron axe head fell into the water. Iron doesn't float. It went right to the ground. And he cried out, oh no. He didn't cry out, oh no, I can't work anymore. He didn't cry out, oh no, I'm not able to complete my tasks. He cried out, ah, it's borrowed. It's one thing to lose something you own, but it's another thing to lose something you own that you borrowed. You guys that work with tools, you know what I'm talking about. You lend out tools and someone never brings it back and next thing you know, you ask them to borrow something and then you look and there you see all your tools right there. Hey, (laughs) it's borrowed. And so he had a problem in his soul. The problem was not being able to complete the task. The problem was the shame of not being able to give it back to the owner in a better condition. That's why a lot of people's lives are destroyed by credit and debt. I don't know why they call it credit. Credit means it's owed on to you. Debt is what you have to pay back. And why people, marriages are destroyed and bodies are being destroyed and minds are being destroyed because of debt. Because they borrow and there's something spiritual about owing something to somebody. It's what God put inside of us. That's why the word of God says, oh, nobody, nothing except the debt of love. And so that's why when you get in debt, pay it off quickly. You have to be at war with debt. You can't accept it in your life because it it, it weighs upon you. It's like a weight. Instead of being able to run free, you're you're being weighed weighed down by that debt. And it will destroy you. So you have to be at war with debt. Amen. And so he had a problem. It was a a soulish problem. Nobody else had that problem. The person next to him wasn't crying out. Oh, no. What are we going to do? The accent is, is gone. Nobody else had that problem except for the man who borrowed the ax. So he took his complaint to the great prophet. And he said, take that wooden handle, cast it in the water. And when he did, the iron ax head came up to the surface and began to float on the water. And he took it up and it was restored. Everybody say restoration. Restoration. There are miracles that are designed to answer your problem. There is a power of God that is designed and available to meet your needs and bring peace to your souls. Amen. There's more than enough anointing to raise every axe head that has fallen in your life to the top and restore your life. Amen. And so we have to understand that there's miracles available. There's the power of God in the areas that we might be feel like we're being destroyed at or that we cannot overcome. That's when we have to lean more, not on our own understanding, but lean on the understanding of God and allow God to see us through that situation and walk by faith and not by sight. Not allowing the situation to overcome us and our souls where we think we can't do it. But we have to remind ourselves that with God, all things are possible. And that whatever we are going through, it's going to change for the glory of God. That there's a miracle on the other side as I begin to walk by faith. Amen. And so when we walk by faith, we are casting aside the weights the burdens the 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 fears we're casting aside all the the obstacles that's keeping us from receiving from God and we're going to 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 the word of God and expecting God to answer according to his word. Amen. The man of God declared the word of God. He told him what to do. And as soon as he told him, just cast that, that, that wooden handle, the, the guy followed by faith and cast it in and he received restoration. I want to tell you, God will restore you. God will redeem you. God will provide for you. God will cast off every weight and burden off your life. But it's going to take you with radical faith, not willing to, to, to doubt the word of God. You've got to accept the word of God he could have said well it's at the bottom there's no hope can't you just get some money and I could buy another one he could have come with his own ways of doing it he could have thought but cast this handle in the water What's that? what good is that going to do and even if the man God said listen I'm going to raise the accent because it says the man of God the, the, it was a miracle so if the man of God would have said hey I'm going to cause the power of God to pick up the handle raise it up to the top so that it floats so that you'll be able to pick it up the man would have said well how's that going to happen And what? are you sure that will happen that doesn't sound like science to me I've never seen that happen before I've never been able to do that before I've never even heard of that happening before are you sure? And you would be there with a bunch of, but, 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 what, 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 what? And you just get in, in, in the way. Yeah. Right. True. True. But you just have to receive the word of God for the word of God. Right. And believe yes. by his stripes, you are healed.